Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft. The world is full of unseen forces. Let me be your guide as we lift the veil and peer into the face of the unknown. This is the major as well, your 101 guide to all things witchcraft and spiritual. Majors, we have a saucy one lined up today. I've channeled Carrie Bradshaw and I've researched everything sex magic for you guys today. And I couldn't help but wonder if we can all use our sexuality to hack our spirituality. Sex and witchcraft have both had a long history of condemnation, so why not combine them both? Hello to my mum who listens to the show. Hi mum! Mum, this one isn't for you, so please move along. If you are sensitive to hearing about sex, this episode might not be for you. Also, there's a trigger warning in that I speak about Lilith. Now, Lilith is an ancient spirit, and her story contains mention of rape, stillbirth, miscarriage, and infertility. It's brief, but it's definitely worth mentioning. Also, today's episode is inclusive, barring my mother. You don't have to be in a heterosexual relationship to perform sex magic. Penetration doesn't have to occur. You don't even have to be with someone. You can perform it by yourself. There are infinite ways for an individual to express their sexuality. And this is matched by the infinite ways to connect to the divine through sex and sexuality. That being said, if you do plan to practice sex magic with a partner, please inform them and ask them if it's okay, and also practice safe sex. I'm going to cover all sorts today, so buckle up. You could also listen to fertility magic as well, though not necessary. I've also realised that the podcast has gone more into history lately, so I've decided to absolutely pack this episode with loads of practical tips. However, I do love history, and I think it provides a wonderful context. So I do want to introduce sex magic with a little bit of a backstory. Today, we have very set views about what sex should and shouldn't be. Sex is everywhere. As long as we have a phone in our hand, 
We can access porn at any given time. We can sex someone, or we can swipe through the numerous dating apps that have been created. Sex has become linked to instant gratification. On the other hand, we have many religions around the world that dictate sex shouldn't happen before marriage. Those who operate outside of heterosexuality are damned. Virginity is virtuous, and having sex without reproductive intentions is sinful and downright blasphemous. And masturbation, well, masturbation is wasteful and linked to moral degradation. But all these views and customs that we've placed around sex, they're actually quite modern, and our ancient ancestors had very different ideas, and particularly placed emphasis on pleasure and sacred sexuality. Deities were seen as divine, sensual sexual beings, and were seen as perfect specimens that were often depicted nude. Their nakedness and their bodies were symbols of divinity. This is starkly contrasted with today, where the body is a war zone of guilt, shame and judgement. Festivals based around fertility held space around the idea of public and group sex. In fact, the modern day word of orgy comes from the Greek word orgia, meaning secret or sex rites. Sex as well as masturbation played a role in many cultures' creation myths. An Egyptian text describes how Atom, you may remember him from the Karnak episode, he was one of their creator gods and he made the world. Quote, You gave birth from your hand in the pleasure of a mission. Now ironically, priestesses who were ritually married to Atom carried the title of God's Hand. Upon it tended. In other creation myths, there are homoerotic, transgendered, and bisexual elements. Now, some early cultures believed sex and orgasms were associated with supernatural forces, and that the moment of orgasm was a way of communicating with the divine. The Babylonians believed sex took the lovers into an altered state of wonder, and important days in the calendar became imbued with ritualized sexual energy to bring about abundance and fertility. And sexual imagery can be seen everywhere, from artwork to poetry, to paintings, in buildings and monuments, as well as literature and even music. Sumerian poetry around love depicts the sexual relations between gods and goddesses. And there is a lot of information about the stages of arousal for women. Now, so detailed are they, that historians actually think that the texts were used to educate inexperienced lovers about sex. I'm imagining stuffy old white archaeologists discovering these and getting quite hot and uncomfortable under the collar in the 1950s when discussing Mesopotamian female sexuality. Now, within these texts, the pleasure obtained within sex is really highlighted, and in a form of itself, I guess it's a homage to the goddess Ishtar or Inanna, her Akkadian form, who is similar to the Phoenician Astarte and the Greek Aphrodite. It's believed they actually derived from Ishtar or Inanna. They are all goddesses of love, sex and war. According to the Sumerian belief, the king had to marry a high priestess, who was seen as an earthly representative of Ishtar or Inanna every year. This was called the Heros Gemos, and it was used to grant fertility throughout the kingdom. 
Now looking at the hymns and poems based around this, we can actually piece together a ritual. So, the priestess would be bathed, perfumed and adorned. Whilst the king approached the shrine, the priestesses would sing love songs, and the high priestess would wait at the threshold of the temple. The king brought her gifts, and she welcomed him inside. The bedchamber was fragrant with spices, and they lay on a ceremonial bed that was specially made for the occasion. Afterwards, if the high priestess was satisfied, she decreed prosperity over the land. There's also suggestions that this took place publicly, and the king's subjects were required to watch and cheer once they were finished. Though, there's some who debate whether any of this actually happened as an event. In the epic of Gilgamesh, a central character, Enkidu, begins the story as a wild, barbaric, almost animalistic man. It's not until he has sex with a woman called Shamhat for six days and seven nights that he gains consciousness and intellect, and symbolically leaves the wilderness to the capital of Uruk, suggesting that sex was a tool of initiation and used for good. To the Mayans, masturbation was a part of a sacred ritual that invoked fertility. And today we have these views that linger where birth shouldn't happen before marriage. Now, looking into this, in 12th century Britain, it was perfectly fine for a woman to be pregnant whilst getting married, because it proved that conception was possible between the couple to be. Now later down the line, the Catholic Church began to stop this practice, and it was fully stamped out with the Marriage Act, which was passed in 1793. Relatively recent in the grand scheme of things. But back to ancient Greece, in histories written by Herodotus, he spoke about sacred prostitution that supposedly happened to honour the goddess Venus in Cyprus Cuclea, where her most important shrine in the Mediterranean lay. But he says that it originated from Babylon, where women at one point in their life had to go to the temple and sleep with a complete stranger who paid them. This money was seen as holy and was donated to the temple. The women could not return home until this act had been fulfilled. He took a really dim view of it and judged it quite harshly. To call it prostitution, I wouldn't say is exactly accurate. This shouldn't be seen as just sex. The whole process was seen as a highly religious act of devotion to the goddess. And these women could also be seen as an embodiment of the goddess. Quote, they became holy in the sight of the goddess, i.e. the temple. Also, and a big, big also, there's doubt whether or not this happened. Herodotus is known for sometimes being unreliable with his version and portrayal of history, and may have exaggerated claims to damn foreign peoples and cultures as being inferior. Regardless, a fierce debate rages within historical circles. Did this happen, or is it a male fantasy? Are we looking at an event through a modern lens, unable to comprehend this idea of sex and sacredness? Is it misogyny, or is it a form of female empowerment? Personally, I think the whole thing is messy, and it's murky. What is sex magic? Really, it's any sort of magic that incorporates the energies released through sex as a booster effect. 
sex, normally the point of climax, though not necessarily, essentially adds power or intensity into your workings. Therefore, it can be used in any way, as essentially you're harnessing the energy generated in sex and applying that energy as you see fit. It can be used to deepen your spirituality, it can be used to manifest money, you can honour a deity within sex, it's completely down to you. Sex magic is powerful because throughout the act, generally speaking, and especially at the point of climax, it's very easy to be totally present, something that we're not very used to, normally. You're also totally participating within the energy and all senses are heightened. I'll speak about sex magic within this definition, but also magic generally around this idea of sex. Let's look at what you can do with sex in terms of magic. And mum, if you ignore my first warning and you've learnt a little bit of history about sex, cool, but you really need to tap out now. So, I would recommend doing sex magic when the moon is full. There's a certain wildness in the air. There's this raw, virile energy with a full moon. And submit to it and allow your carnal energies to flow. And if the full moon is in Scorpio, the sign of death and sex, go to town. Try not to race to finish, but allow this energy to build and build and build. Focus on the breath to allow yourself to back off if you're getting too close and then begin again. I wouldn't recommend watching porn when practicing sex magic. You really want to tune into your body and the experience, and porn is likely to throw this connection off. Just a suggestion. Now, the basic idea is to generate sexual energy. I'm going to speak about it if you were to practice it solo, as I think let's really hit the simplify button. And then when you've got the basics down, then I would say introduce a partner, if you decide to. Set your intention. What do you want to achieve with sex magic? For looking at the importance of intention, I covered this in Energy, the Good, the Bad and the Ugly episode. Really, really important to set your intention. And then you want to generate this sexual energy by turning yourself on in whatever method works best for you. So, we're becoming aroused and we're building this energy which usually starts in the groin area and you want to focus on the breath and begin to spread this energy to other parts of the body. Do this by visualising a wave of colour rippling through your body and see if you can focus on this energy going from the groin into the tailbone, travelling up the spine to the top of the head. You want to visualise this within a single inhale and flex your pelvic floor, the muscle you tense to stop weeing. As you exhale, touch your tongue to the roof of your mouth and then visualise this energy looping down through the front of the body. Keep breathing and notice if you tense any muscles in your body and release them. As you start to stimulate yourself, keep visualising this energy spreading through your body in that loop that I spoke about. So, tensing your pelvic floor, that energy from the groin, to the tailbone, up the spine, to the head, in one inhale, and then on the exhale, tongue to the roof of your mouth, and we're visualising the energy sweeping down through the front of your body. 
that is one cycle that is what we want to keep visualizing and what we want to keep doing so every time you get close to a climax you want to back off from stimulating yourself and then start again when you feel ready usually focusing on the breath is going to ease this desire and you want to keep cycling back to your intention and finally when you can't hold back any longer focus on the intention and experience the orgasm now keeping the intention in mind can be difficult in the middle of an orgasm so you could create a sigil to do this for you i've got an episode on sigil magic planned further down the line but briefly to create a sigil it's often a phrase like i want a new house that's your intention so you take away any letters that repeat and the vowels so out of i want a new house you're left with w n t h and s you then want to arrange these letters however you want to form a symbol which is your sigil and then you want to activate it there are many ways to activate a sigil from singing dancing holding your breath as a popular one another one is sex or having an orgasm very powerful way to activate it and then once it's activated you burn or you destroy the sigil to further release the intent and the energy behind it incorporating it within sex magic you could draw it on your body your partner's body you could have it on a piece of paper near you you could hang it up on the wall so that's something you can easily focus on get creative if it is on your body you wash it off or if it's on a piece of paper you burn it you can also pull a tarot card that you could use as a sigil to bring about what that card symbolizes perhaps you could charge a crystal up with sexual energy by focusing on the crystal while you climax create a battery so to speak and then incorporate the crystal holding the powerful energy into any workings that you see fit so for example you could choose the crystal citron which has potent associations with money you want to then charge this crystal and place it in the money pot spell that i covered way way back in season 1 with which better have my money episode you could also try some healing magic on your lover providing they consent so you want to focus your intent place your hand above their heart and draw a sigil that represents your intention to heal them place your hand on their chest and make a fist and then spread your fingers out over their skin and as you do so push your intention out through the symbol and through them as well as the sexual energy that you're building sexual fluids are very potent semen is used in healing spells while vaginal fluids are about life force and grand vitality obviously sexually transmitted infections can be passed through sexual fluids and you can't show symptoms with some of them So if this is something you want to look into or work with please do so safely and bearing other people's health as well as your own in mind. You could dress a candle with these fluids, maybe you could create a sigil with them. Again, get creative, think outside the box and incorporate them as you see fit. With this idea of candles, you can buy candles that are actually shaped like the different genitalia and generally speaking, they signify good luck. The Major's Well shop is now open. 
focusing on ethics and sustainability, I not only want to stock the very best, but also items that deepen your spirituality and that actually work. I have a trance oil designed to take the user into a state of trance. Something that isn't spoken about enough in the witch community, in my opinion. And it needs to be. It is so powerful. For more information, check out my episode on that. I've also got freedom oil, designed to inspire hope, new beginnings, and to bring the outdoors inside. I've got a rosemary bundle for smoke cleansing your space. It's a powerful and ethical alternative to white sage. Rosemary has a long history of clearing bad energy and spirits. I've also got a money oil coming out on the 10th of March. Visit my shop over on themajorswell.com. Now, I've thrown in some ancient spells in here for a laugh. So, the ancient Greeks believed that smearing the penis with honey and crushed peppers, it would make an erection last. Alternatively, they would burn deer's tail, grind it down and add wine to form a paste, and they would smear this on the penis to increase the desire to have sex. I'm not sure in which party it creates the desire for, so if somebody tries this, let me know. I'm also still waiting for someone to do that walnut bath from Heal Thy Heart episode and tell me how that goes. (laughs) You guys are just no fun. Also, the spells that call for people to insert sugar into their vagina or smear the penis with honey and then insert that into a vagina and have sex. This, to me, number one, sticky, a sugar, a bit rough, but it's also a surefire way of developing a yeast infection. I'm really sorry if I've killed the mood there, but let's have some common sense. Let's keep sugar away from the genitals. You know, the last thing we need in a pandemic is a yeast infection. So, lavender is said to arouse some, whilst others say it kills the vibe. So, you could try washing your underwear in lavender, which is supposedly going to make you sexually irresistible. You could also steep fresh edible lavender in some white wine, and then serve it to your lover, or give it as an offering to a deity. More on appropriate deities later. But bear in mind that lavender can be a turn-on or a turn-off. It depends on the individual. So test it out and see what you think. Now you could invoke Eros, the Greek god of sexual desire. He represents erotic impulses. You could carve a bow and arrow onto a candle. You could burn bay leaves, acacia flowers, hearties, and cupid's darts. It's a type of daisy. And then you would recite. I call great Eros source of sweet delight, holy and pure, and lovely to the sight, darting and winged, impetuous fierce desire, with gods and mortals playing, wandering fire, cautious and twofold, keeper of the keys of heaven and earth, the air and spreading seas, of all that Dio's fertile realms contains, by which the all-parent goddess life sustains, or dismal Tartarus is doomed to keep, widely extended, or the sounding deep. For thee all nature's various realms obey, who rulest alone with universal sway. Come blessed power, regard these mystic fires, and far avert unlawful mad desires. You could petition him with his epithets of sweet driver of pain with golden wings, Ask him what you want, and offer him apples, mint, red roses, and red wine. 
he enjoys all of these things. I couldn't cover sex magic without speaking about Lilith. Lilith is one of the oldest female spirits known today, and is heavily linked to Sumerian witchcraft. She's mentioned in the Epic of Gilgamesh, as well as the Bible and the Talmud. According to Jewish legend, Lilith is seen as Adam's first wife, the first female created from Earth and not Adam's rib. She refuses to do as Adam asks, and refuses to lie beneath him during sex. She wanted to be treated equally, rather than as a subordinate. Adam attempts to force himself on her, but she utters the creator's name and flies away. She appears in folklore all over Mesopotamia. She also has this dualistic nature to her as both an angel bestowing fertility and sexual desire, or a demon causing stillbirth, miscarriage and infertility. She also punishes the prudish. Dressed in crimson, she also takes many forms, from beautiful woman to old crone. There's often mention of her being associated with hands, in one form or another. In one tale, she's known as a handmaid, in another, she's the hand of a nana. You could light a hand-shaped candle, and the colour red would be great too, to illuminate your lovemaking. Dress it in frankincense, and leave her a plate of jam outside as an offering. Seek her blessings by calling on her as Screech Owl, a literal interpretation of her name, and Dark Maiden as well, and then you would petition her. I've compiled a list of deities that you could work with in relation to sex. Sir Nonos is the horned Celtic god. Pan is the Greek god, half man, half goat. Priapus, I've mentioned him before in the fertility episode, he was cursed with a permanent erection. The Egyptian Min rules over sexual pleasure. Baron Samedi is the Vodun lower of sex and death. The Norse Freyjur overlooks sex and beauty. Rati is the Hindu goddess of sexual desire and pleasure. For listeners who don't fit the heterosexual norm or gender binary, I've found some gods that are outside of these constructs. And interestingly, and generally speaking, a lot of deities who govern magic, creation, healing, and the arts, they tend to have queer or gender variants. You can work with them or offer your lovemaking in whatever capacity in their name. So Adonis had relationships with men, and particularly Dionysus, and his priests were also gay, and the god was often invoked in ancient times for lesbian love spells. Apollo had many male lovers. Artemis rejects those from traditional masculine backgrounds as well as traditional roles and conventions, like marriage and set roles within society. Her festivals supposedly had a lot of same-sex orgies, Astarte has many depictions where her gender isn't clear, leaving some to interpret her as intersexed. Baphomet is also intersexed. The first queer spirits were called Asus Honamia. They were created to rescue Inanna from the underworld. Inanna's sister, Ereshkakal, was keeping Inanna captive. Now Ereshkakal cursed them for helping Inanna but it was Anana who blessed them with prophecy and magic. Gay men pay homage to the fairy folk, reclaiming the slur of being called a fairy, and finding spiritual empowerment within this reclamation. The Mayan god Chin promoted homosexual marriages that were recognised as legal. 
Hecate in ancient times was often invoked for gay love spells, and she also watches out for those who were cast out of society. If you don't feel you fit the norm in whatever capacity, reach out to her and ask for her guidance and protection. Hermes was often invoked for gay and lesbian love spells, and is said to have invented masturbation, honour him every time you fly solo. The Aztec Tezcatlipoca is seen as the father of witches, and often shapeshifts into a female form. He's a magician and a shaman, and his priests were supposedly gay. Tu Eshin is the Chinese deity who watches over homosexual men. There's also been suggestions that Artemis is a lesbian, as well as the Egyptian goddess Nephis. You could offer your lovemaking in the deity's name. You could fantasize about a deity and bring yourself to climax over them. You could invoke a deity into your body whilst having sex, or invoke a deity to offer sex to them. Be careful with that, and I'd say really think about who you're invoking, and make sure there's a history of you working with that deity, so there's already a prior relationship. When working with these gods, please consider if it is culturally appropriate for you to do so, and also, these lists are in no way, shape, or form exhaustive. There's countless deities to invoke around the concept of sex. Hopefully I've just steered you into the right area. Now, for some, it's not safe to have sexual partners at the minute due to the virus. My get around? Your dreams. To invoke erotic dreams, add drops of jasmine absolute to hazelnut oil as well as backflower remedy honeysuckle and you would massage this into your feet and then sleep. You could also bathe in the honeysuckle as well, and you could invest in sex toys. There are some that are made out of crystals that you could easily incorporate into a ritual depending on the correspondences that you want. For example, if you want to use sex magic to find a lover, a rose quartz dildo would be a good shout. If you want to use sexual energy for healing, go for obsidian, or if you want to enhance spirituality, try an amethyst one. Clear quartz can be used for any purpose. You could also try making your own magical lube. A simple recipe would be coconut oil, almond oil, and aloe vera juice. Some recipes include essential oils, which I'm not sure how I feel about that. Those tissues are sensitive, so maybe be careful, test the oil out, and use very, very tiny amounts to 100 milliliters of carrier oil. For the essential oils, ylang ylang, it's said to be an aphrodisiac. Rose and chamomile are soothing. Jasmine as well is said to inspire desire. You could also try placing the mixture in the freezer for 10 minutes and then whipping it with an electric whisk and that's going to help turn it into a butter. Just a warning, oils and condoms do not go together. Oil will break down latex, and it's similar with certain sex toys. The oil will break the materials down. You could also work with spices that create and mimic sexual heat, like chilies, like cayenne. They're all governed by Mars, which doesn't just stand for war. It's also this idea of vitality and virility. Now there's spells that talk about sprinkling these herbs into bedsheets to metaphorically fan the flames, but if you've cut a chili and then gone to the bathroom, 
That sensation isn't cute, so maybe blend this with either apricot kernel ruled over by Venus or sunflower oil, which is related to fire, or avocado oil, which is said to represent the testicles or the womb, and then use this oil to dress a candle, or maybe you could write a sigil with the oil and activate it within sex. Just make sure that there's no traces of these spices on your hands that then wander to intimate places. Not sexy. <laughs> An erotic incense blend would be ginger lilies, jasmine, myrrh, tuberose, and ylang-ylang. Oils or dried will do the trick. If they're dried, crush them with a mortar and pestle. This movement will mimic sex and add potency to the blend. If your bed has seen many lovers, you might be due for a cleanse. Peppermint is brilliant for this, as well as attracting lovers. So strip the bed and the pillows, and spray your bed with an infusion. I would go with the essential oil for potency, and also if you make a tea infusion, it might stain the mattress with patches of brown. Not sexy again. After this, you could place mandrake onto the bed, which is going to help bring in better sex. Maybe you've got someone's leftovers energy clinging to you? Do a sexual energetic cleanse. Bathe in rosemary and salt, magnesium chloride is my favourite. Write out your intention and do a cord cutting ceremony. You could also do that bath I spoke about in the heartbreak episode, the black walnut one, to really cut ties with previous lovers that aren't going to come back into your life. Wipe the slate clean. Please have sex in a safe way, and that's also mindful of COVID. And be mindful when choosing sexual partners. Sex releases a lot of energy, as well as a lot of transference going on, that can form strong energetic bonds. Are you happy to form these bonds with your lover? There's a quote that I came across years ago, and it's really stuck with me, and it carries on from this. But I can't for the life of me remember who said it, so I'm sorry. But it's something along the lines of, you should only sleep with someone that you would be happy being. And it certainly separates the wheat from the chaff. I'm gonna leave you with some ideas for exploring your sexuality, and also bringing in this idea of the sacred within sex. Think about whether you feel safe because it's coming from a place of safety that will allow us to explore what we want and what we desire. And it's also going to allow you to be fully present with your body and the feelings that you're experiencing. Can you trust yourself to ask for adjustments, to ask what you need, and to care for yourself in the moment? Sometimes sex requires us to be brave and ask us for things that we want or don't want. And with these ideas of safety and trust, surrender can easily follow into the bedroom. Do you express your desire fully or do you hold back, especially if you have a partner or partners? Are you worried what labels they'll attach to you whilst expressing your desire? Perhaps it's too big of a jump to fully express your desire with a partner. So start with yourself and don't hold back. Allow yourself to have fun and play. A lot of us are educated in sex with porn. It's scripted, the scenes are cut and pasted, and it often lacks soul and depth. Sex shouldn't be like porn. Throw the so-called script away 
and see this time as a place where you can be both playful and wild. Slow things down, we place so much emphasis on the final goal of the orgasm. But getting to that point can be just as rewarding. If you're with a partner, practice eye gazing, which is just looking into the other person's eyes and becoming present with them. Take five minutes to only touch and caress each other's body. Spend five minutes kissing. And you can do this with any type of partner, this idea of creating intimacy. It can be someone you've just met to someone you've been with for years. If you're doing this solo, you could meditate and then self-massage. Explore your genitals and do something different. Try touching yourself in new ways. Focus on the breath and create that breathing pattern. And majors, that's it. That's a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me and encourage me in creating more episodes? With your support, I can give the podcast more time and create more quality content. You can support me through Patreon and gain access to exclusive content and be part of the Majors Well community, as well as being in the communal sugar pot spell. The link is in the episode description. You could also support me by following my Instagram at the Majors Well, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and telling your friends about the show. Please get in touch with anything you wish to share at themajorswell at gmail.com and you may just get featured. A big thank you to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. If you've enjoyed today's show, please think about leaving a review. There's a few of my friends who promote their business or their podcast through Instagram, and it's their main platform, and happy days, they're doing great. But then Instagram has just randomly deleted their account with no warning and no justification which is slightly concerning because Instagram is one of my main ways of getting the podcast out there. What I would ask is if you have got two minutes to just leave a review, what that will do, it will boost the algorithm on the podcast app and help promote my show and reach people that I haven't reached before. To leave a review, you're going to need an iPhone or a laptop. So if you've got an iPhone, Tap the podcasts app, it's the purple one and it kind of looks like an antenna with with waves fanning out of it. Or you can use a laptop and log into your iTunes account. Find the show, The Majors Well, and scroll to the bottom where it says write a review. I've also left a link in the episode description. The reviews will really help boost the algorithm and help people find my show. The poem this week is called A Babale to Anana for Su Suen. Babale is a Sumerian poem, and it's a carnal hymn to Anana. Su Sen is the god of the moon. And it's a little bit saucy. Man of my heart, my beloved man, your allure is a sweet thing, as sweet as honey. Lad of my heart, my beloved man, your allure is a sweet thing, as sweet as honey. You have captivated me of my own free will. I shall come to you. Man, let me flee with you into the bedroom. You have captivated me of my free will. I shall come to you. Lad, let me flee with you into the bedroom. 
Man, let me do the sweetest things to you. My precious sweet, let me bring you honey. In the bedchamber, dripping with honey, let us enjoy over and over your allure, the sweet thing. Lad, let me do the sweetest things to you. My precious sweet, let me bring you honey. Man, you have become attracted to me. Speak to my mother, and I will give myself to you. Speak to my father, and he will make a gift of me. I know where to give physical pleasure to your body. Sleep, man, in our house till the morning. I know how to bring heart's delight to your heart. Sleep, lad, in our house till the morning. Since you have fallen in love with me, lad, if you would only do your sweet thing to me. My lord and god, my lord and guardian angel, my Susuen, who carries Enlil's heart. If only you would handle your sweet place, if only you would grasp your place that is sweet as honey. Touch me like a cover does a measuring cup, adorn me like the cover of a cup of wood shavings. Go have fun. Peace out, witches. on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.